Max RPG Podcast. I'm in Max, 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 Pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us for Season 18, Episode 7, Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Kimmy. This is Jib. Come on, Flash. Uh, oh my god, he I failed his role. lessons. <laughs> 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 What's a yellow light mean? What? <laughs> Dots! <laughs> yellow! Do not <laughs> seek... <laughs> when, when, we were, when we were talking about funniest television moments, this is, I don't know, back in season two or season three, we talked about the turkey episode, Thanksgiving just being over. God is my witness. I'd, I thought turkeys, turkeys could fly. fly. And right. I think we all forgot about what does a yellow light what? My, I think in my book is the funniest television <laughs> moment oh, yeah. ever. It's fantastic. <laughs> it is fantastic. <laughs> Hi. 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 In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Ben from Texas asked us, about when players' expectations and game rules collide. Mm -hmm. Christopher writes in about his experience with online games. ZT asks for some advice about his zombie apocalypse game. Kevin pipes in with some fact sheet goodness. Fact sheet? Fact or fact. Fact. He says fact in the email, but it doesn't matter. All right. It don't matter to me. (laughs) Yorn... It's okay by me. If it's okay well, by actually, you. it's us on percentile dice-based oh, games. No. At least in Scandinavia. No. Percentiles work differently in Scandinavia. Yes, they fair. do. Well, they're more fair. <laughs> <laughs> and a southern gent from Texas tells us of his group's narrow escape from a terrible GM. Narrow escape. We love that. <laughs> now, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. I'll tell you, not, I thought it was Gmail. Gam- it could be. Gamel? It could be. G- you could pronounce it Gamel if you would Gamel? Like. Okay, Tim. <laughs> I believe, I think it's Jamel. <laughs> I've already got Jib over. That's uh, good, good, good. Or is it Gim? No, Gib. it's a, the J. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a J. Jim. It's Jib. It could be Yib. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're Yiddish. <laughs> or Scandinavia. <laughs> So happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. We love emails. You know, I've only got a, a backlog right now of five emails. What? Yep, right now. Yeah, we're low wow. on emails. So if you've got an email that you wanted to send out, I hate to say this because when I do it, it gets flooded. Go ahead and send it out now. Yeah. Because the likelihood of us reading it on the air, I've been reading almost all of the emails we've been getting for the last couple of weeks. Hit send. Pretty right much now. almost all of them. That one you, that's been sitting there. Stop and you've typing been and on? hit send. Yeah. Go. Yeah, definitely stop typing and hit send. <laughs> <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter, Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. We're also on Instagram, Happy Jacks RPG. And you're on the Facebooks and uh, inst- I said Instagrams. Mm. You did? And that's it. Yeah. I forgot to close the studio door. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> somebody telling you that? You want to watch us on the live stream, you watch us. Feeling Jacks- it in my, his brain because I'm looking at it. Right, can you close that? I will. That I'm one? getting to it. It's a, it's a whole thing. My knees suck. That, that'll close. It's going to take me a while. For crying out loud. That will close. <laughs> yeah, because we got rid of the we, we got the drum kit out of there now. We're, the bo- Poxy Boggards are recording their 11th CD right now. Just, you know, so the studio is actually being used for music recording again. Um, if you'd like to watch us live, you can watch us at happyjacks.org slash live. That's happyjacks. Levels are killing me. Happyjacks.org slash live. Live. Um, Is it all coming out of holy metrics? What now? was that? For a while it wasn't. That was me being it, enthusiastic. That's the thing i got to fix. 
It is a thing. Yeah, there was many complaints. Yeah, it's the it's the. Uh, I'll talk about it in a second. Okay. Um, then the, or you can just happyjacks.org/slash/youtube if you want to watch the YouTube videos. Happyjacks.org/slash/twitch if you want to watch the most recent video that's no less than three days old, and then they delete it or something. Yeah. Because they're Twitch. Three. No. No. Because they're Twitchy. Yeah. Anyway. I can't be Twitchy. Tip, uh, tip of the day? No, there's no, no tip of the day anymore. The tip of the day has been nixed. We had some feedback on the forum. And uh, it was unanimous. Yes. The people that decided to say something about it, because I asked. Someone made a kind of a, a, like a somewhat snarky comment about it. and I said, We like snarky comments. We do. Sure. Uh and he and I said, "Is this? Does that, other people feel the same way about the tip of the day?" And boom, 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 boom. And yeah, yeah, well, I didn't want to say anything, but and so yeah. Well, what are we going to do with this space? I mean, I feel like I need to say something. Well, they actually, some of them actually, following the good rules of feedback, hmm. feedback. some of them actually provided an alternative that we could do. Good for them. Instead of doing that, and that is to show my butt on TV. No, no. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> their suggestion was, <laughs> "Who are you people? What's wrong with you?" They're our listeners. <laughs> They're so smart. Their, their suggestion was to kind of review the games that we've played in the in the past week since the last episode, mm. and um, and any anything noteworthy or anything that was uh, lesson worthy, I guess, mm-hmm. or uh, an epiphany, something stuff like that. So e- epiphanonic. Right. Mm-hmm. Epiphanic? Yes. Epiphanic? Epiphanic. Should I start? Oh, look, it's a good word. Did you, do you have an epiphanic moment? I didn't have an epiphanic moment, but I almost had a TPK. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> in which game? Which may or may not have been almost completely oh, yes. oh, my fault. Oh, that's and right. this is going to include lots of spoilers. I was there. So, yeah, well, you know what? You be careful what you wish for. Yeah, yeah. this might actually be part we, of the problem. We, we ran, well, although it's not spoilers if you watch the streams, because you would have seen it. Yeah. Uh, but we ran, I ran the second session of the Traveler game, which is... Ex- <laughs> Ashes of Exodus. Your mic is being problematic for me. Talk again. Me? Me? You. Talking, talking, talking. <laughs> Move it up a little more. Just a little bit. But, and to be fair with the Traveler yeah, game, because it's... Ep- you're blocking hood work. Because it's episodic. So it's okay. <laughs> uh, spoilers are going to have to happen because he, you're basically going to do an episode. Well, again. yeah. So we're not going to sit on it for too long. So, <laughs> so the, the party um, is kind of remarkably, I would say in this case, very law-abiding. So when the tech level, when the law level of the planet says you can't have weapons better than this, I think it was a stunner is the most lethal thing you're allowed to carry. That's what they did. Well, it's because we're supposed to be emissaries from another government sure. trying to impress another government. Right. It just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, wanted us to be all Captain Kirk and just and then, come in with phasers to kill. And then like five of you go rushing towards this house, and there's two guys in it, one with a pistol and one with a rifle. And they almost killed every one of you. <laughs> It is travelers too. It is. It, it is. It is travelers. It is. And boy, rifles, rifles are serious. Just it's yeah. But uh, not a wiggle room in there. I was and and I kind of let things go as they may. And and uh, <laughs> Kimmy's character accidentally shot everybody. Ibarra's character, and yeah. then when he finally woke up and was able to coup de gras the. Are we sure it was an guy. accident though? What? No, uh, it totally was. Oh, it was d- dice. Yeah, dice. It was dice. The dice screwed me over. And I also she has have no skill in no fighting at any time. Yeah, and to be fair, I was watching your dice. I even touched your dice, and you had a couple of epic and fails. You also up. had some amazing. <laughs> yeah, and like there were like three or four sixes like yeah. in rolls for yeah. damage. So that's what I, I almost killed. That he part. was one shotting people. Yeah. He one shotted me. He one. Yeah. He one shotted Rob. No, Rob never gets hit. It was you one. No, Rob was else. down. Rob, Rob was oh, yeah, out. You one shotted Rob. So, Everyone yeah. was out. Except her. Yeah. So I, I simultaneously took the party down and then saved everybody. 
It was amazing. And thank God I saved everybody because I want to keep my friends. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's Traveler. You need to have a lot of people between you and the bullets. Well, and I just, you know, don't want to be kicked out of the game for so what'd you killing learn? everybody. What did you learn, Stu? Um, I, I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I learned that... Uh, Traveler's well, a I, deadly fucking system. I, I, I put them in a... It, I, I put you guys in a tactically a bad situation. Because yeah. basically you're trying to breach a house. Yeah. And you didn't know what was inside, and you... Okay, this is a tactical <laughs> recipe for disaster. And whose idea at the other side, end of the table was it to do this? Uh, I tried another plan, but, but this was plan B, was to storm the house. I don't... Was it yours? I don't remember whose plan it was to... Because to, I don't... One person charged in. Because someone... I don't remember who that was, though. Was that Dave's character? Was Dave's character? I think we should probably avoid like an in-depth discussion of the entire right. combat because you have to listen to that. Yeah, yeah. but it was why watch? Yeah, it, but it was it was um, it was. And the, the other thing uh, that, that I will say that kind of a I guess sort of a learning thing from it mm-hmm. for me was that um, I am learning how, and I think this will help with doing con games. I'm learning better, I think, how to do episodic. Games because the whole point of us doing this is there's a pool of like seven people who can play, mm-hmm. but as long as we have four or five, we'll play. So how's that? How's Wait, there's that a working pool of seven us? people, but not all of us can play at the same time. I yeah. think it's what you're trying exactly. not to say. The, well, well, I want four or five. Yes, right. Um, and because it's it, it could be different people every time we play. I don't want it to be one long story arc. I mean, there's going to be like a meta plot there. There I is. I kinda, can tell. You kind of yeah. kind of see it, but each each episode. Each session. That was a very big kaboom. That's a transformer going off. That was too big for anything else. Unless it was military. That was a big boom. Could have been a shotgun? Nah. No. Okay. Much louder. No. That's a transformer. It's too, it was too deep for that. It was bigger than that. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, um, howitzer. I got a neighbor with a howitzer. Yeah, could have been a howitzer. <laughs> I, 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 totally safe. It, it may, or may not have been picked up on the mics, but the rest of us all heard this sort of... <laughs> oh, it got picked up. I, I heard it in here. Okay. <laughs> anyway... Um, uh, I, I'm kind of f- still kind of formulating how I'm going to do it, but I'm writing episodic or episodic sessions mm-hmm. so, because it, well, it's going to be a different cast every time. Everyone in the party is is crew on a ship, right? But who leaves the ship to go on the mission is going to change from session to session. And you know what? And here's here's the really cool thing that I discovered during this game. Yeah. Because of this way you've set it up, there is now a reason to keep people aboard the ship. So mm-hmm. Bill and Elspeth, the the players, uh, whose characters are actually part of our group, but the players weren't actually there, stayed on the ship, right, to make sure the ship wasn't stolen, because that's yeah. what happens when you leave a traveler ship unattended. Apparently, uh, yeah, uh, yes, apparently that happens. <laughs> happens in a lot of games. It could be a out. thing. Yeah. So if you have people, and now it gives them a reason, because somebody has to stay there to keep the systems warm, make sure so whoever's not there, see the fueling, yeah, characters, are you there. know, pay the bills, do the minor repairs, whatever that takes. There's always somebody aboard the ship, double checking the autopilot so you I, don't crash, right, and updating software and sending off mail, whatever it is that whatever you do is. on a travel ship. But yeah. I, I now there's that reason to have people aboard the ship yeah. as opposed to somebody going alright there's four of us I'm going to stay on the ship you guys go Yeah. problem yeah. solved alright any, any other games that anyone well we played Vast Dominions oh that's right week. Yeah, we Tuesday. totally did that yes we did Tuesday. Yes. Um, despite the best efforts <laughs> of some of us it's still Pokemon Go in, in ether space come on that's the best 
everything ever about that game. People are loving <laughs> Sam Zoo. She's got it up on the post. On the post. It's, I, it's true. I think that sort of unified the party's uh, enthusiasm no. in going to where you're going in the, in the next session. You, you raise a valid point. You raise a valid point. And I'm, I don't hate the, the, the Pokemon Go. It just kind of amuses me yeah. a bit. <laughs> That, you know, uh, that that's what we that that's what we're doing. And, and every time that you guys come up upon a new Pokemon, it is uh, one more opportunity to test the combat system. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And, and, I, and I am in, in that game and in the Traveler game. I'm trying to have a combat procession because in both game, hey, I'm trying to play test moment. True. Right. Right. But in both cases, combats go by pretty quick. Yeah. So you can have a combat. It won't take more than a half hour usually. So it's not like a long drawn out hero or D and D combat where it's like, oh well, we only play for two hours. So the Star Wars last Star Wars session, which will probably be going up this week or next week, is uh, it's a one long combat. One long combat. It's one long charge into a icy den. I have two things to say. First of all, if you want more information about what Jib is speaking of, go listen to. Uh, Kimmy's hot seat from this week or last week, where she talks to Sam about the impetus of coming up with a Venusian sparkle goat. Yes, Jupiterian. A Jupiterian sparkle, sparkle goat. goat. Yeah. And uh, she's now actually coming up. Well, I don't know. You have to watch the. You have to. You have to but watch wait, the hot seat to find out why it is she's so yeah. brilliant. Don't watch it yet. We're gonna <laughs> fix it and then we're posting again because we had a little bit of a technical issues, which is why I'm drinking so heavily That's tonight. That's a skunky <laughs> Sam Adams. Oh, not good. Sorry. How long have those been out Beer there? Beer roulette. Did, Sorry. Didn't know those could get skunky. <laughs> if you don't uh, want it, I'll take it. I, yeah, I don't mind it. I'm gonna try it. It's skunky. I'll try this um, other one. But the other thing I was going to say was last Star Wars? Okay. Mm-hmm. What? Next week, I'm ending. I'm ending Are we going to talk about how we end games <clears throat> and why it's ending? It's a, good, and, it's a good stopping point. I'm running four games. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a good enough reason, I think, in anybody's book. I'm just a little. I'm a little overloaded, and that's the game that has reached a point, a, 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 either a conclusion or break point. Mm-hmm. Another They're one that way. Yeah. yeah. All right. But we have exciting things to take its place. Yes. Okay. I promise. As soon as we figure out what it is, we'll uh, tell you. They no, probably won't be on Tuesdays. No. We're gonna we're gonna probably switch the nights because Stu likes Stu likes bowl, bowling. Uh, the bowling league. I just signed up for the bowling league. Yeah. So, so we will still play. We're probably going to switch. I think we said Monday, Monday. nights. Yes. So yeah, we're probably going to move our, our Monday night games, or our, sorry, our Tuesday night games to Monday nights sometime this winter, and you'll have plenty of notice. Uh, Happy Jacks Bowling League? What are you going to name the bowling league? No, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not starting a team. I'm, I'm going in as a. See, this is how this starts with you. You He's start making other. And the next thing you know, you're going to have a team. It's a. Um, I know you. You can't make uh, other friends in a stew. <laughs> uh, they call it a free agent. I'm going in as a free agent, which is pretty funny because I'm kind of a shitty bowler. <laughs> but I saw their but scores. But free. I saw their scores from the from the, the last Tuesday because mm-hmm. they post them on the Facebook page, and I looked at it. I'm like, I'm not that bad. <laughs> you didn't say you're out of your league, Donnie. <laughs> Market zero. <laughs> you're entering a world of pain. <laughs> All right, first I'm email. Sorry, Jim. You actually had a point. No, to no, no. I'm oh, sorry. Good. No, it's all good. Carry on. Featured email. Having Thanks. fun despite the rules. Ben from Tejas. This is going to cause problems on our forum. I can tell now. You this is going to cause problems that are at this table. Yeah. You love this though because uh, it means you don't have to. Ben from Te- dearest douchebags. Ben from Texas here. I can't get on to Hootsuite. I'm trying to get on to. Okay, I'll do it. Tweet the shit. And I I'll can't. do the thing. <clears throat> Fine. 
Does anybody else like hear that song from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Whenever you say Hoot Sweet, Hoot, no. Hoot. Sweet, Hoot Sweet, yeah. Okay, so it's not just the me. Magical musical, dun 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 dun. Yeah, so Hoot. it's not just me. Thank you. You don't know Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> no, I do. I remember it's about the car, right? Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. I know. I used to watch it a lot. But he's an inventor, and his first inventor was these little magical, because little magical fluty candies, candies. and he yeah. called them toot sweets. Oh. Yeah, it was like a little sucker that was also a whistle. And there's a whole song. Oh, they had those. They sold them. Yeah, yes. of course they did. Oh, that's awesome. I remember God, those. God, I'm surrounded by such children. No, I remember this. That's a fantastic. And movie. I remember the car flies. Right, it's got little yes. steampunky it's got, wings. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I remember that. Was that was before steampunk. No, I know. It, it was. Chitty it was Chitty Bang Bang was probably the original steampunk. I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on that. I'm gonna say <laughs> Jules Verne. Uh, oh well, no, no, come actually. on! No, you can't say something from the era. No, no, because because Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was written by uh, oh, Ian, Ian Fleming. Okay, all right, and so I'm gonna say actually Jules Verne, uh, and maybe even um, before no, that. Jul- uh, <laughs> Edgar S. Burroughs. If you're, talking, with, if you're talking about something that is sort of like a retro mm-hmm. thing, you can't go back to the original and say that's the person who came up with the retro thing. You see what I'm saying? No. Because Ian Fleming didn't come up with steampunk. I, you were saying he was the original steampunk. I was correcting you saying well, the original no, no, steampunk is Jules Verne. I, I, but I, that I, wasn't a Ben. St- no, because the, because the, the name hadn't been coined yet. Not only had it not been <laughs> coined, but it's that's the era that everyone's talking about. So yeah, right? okay. You see well, what I'm saying? When, when did Jules Verne live? It would be like it, it would be like who invented World War II re- recreations? Right? Oh, Adolf Hitler? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I see what you're saying. If you're living in the era, you can't say that you exactly. Were. Okay, right. I recently began running my first campaign as DM in D and D Fifth Five E. So far as it's been a rousing success, thanks Yay. in no small part to the influence of podcasts like. Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. Well, actually, you haven't been listening to us because I think at some point we said, wave off, Maverick, wave off. No, D&D 5 is fine. Just when it gets to high levels, just, it just slows down. Yeah. Right. In particular, I have... I'm going to campaign right now for it. What level have you got? Uh, I think we're at nine now. Oh, it'll start. Yeah, I know. It does slow down. Like, it takes a long time. Yeah. And we're a big group. Um, yeah, that makes but, it doubly so. Yeah. I, uh, in particular, I've, I've appreciated that through the email responses, you have been able to retread old topics that most podcasts tend not to revisit. I've always wondered if that was a good thing or a bad thing because mm. they don't. A lot, most other podcasts won't retread shit. They always they actually have like spreadsheets new. saying, "No, we've talked I think about it, this." I think it's a good thing, and here's why: because if we, if you go back and you listen to the earlier episodes, <clears throat> um, the opinions and viewpoints of the hosts have evolved over time. Yes, absolutely. And retouching old topics allows us to to bring fresh views yeah. onto them. Or refine refine. I like I like that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Refine. Rather than reversing our opinions. Flip, I didn't flop. say reversing. <laughs> our no, opinions. you didn't. Well, you were trying very, I, you were very careful. I not did to. not say reversing. It's usually not reversing. It's, it's usually, usually it's evolving. It's evolution. Yeah. It's evolution. Yeah. Uh, because of this, Happy Jacks has been able to uh, explore popular topics with much more detail and nuance than other podcasts, and with more beer. Huzzah! Huzzah! Nuance and beer. That's what that should be a T-shirt. To skunky beer. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know this could go skunky. I've just learned something today. <laughs> I've got a bottle of. That's all right. It's in there for you. I believe you. I'm going to make a special of it. Says only for Stork. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. Um, it's, I'm going to play Deer Hunter with this, aren't we? Oh man, it's going to be awful. It was. It, it's uh, what is it? Um, uh, Newcastle. Newcastle. You it, and I are going to sit here with a bottle of Newcastle and look from each other with little headbands on going, You know it, I love you, man. I love you. I love you, man. Do it. Do ah! it. Do it. Uh, I ran into a situation recently. That's from uh, Deer Hunter. Yeah. I ran into a situation. Did you have seen that one? No. Okay. I ran into a situation recently that confounded me. Some of my players are just beginning to explore role playing games. Part of the point of this campaign was to show them just how wonderful these games can really be. Mm-hmm. One player during a tense combat announced that her dragonborn sorceress was casting a, the spell Alter Self. The player eagerly described her character growing intimidating claws with the gleeful anticipation of murderous carnage to come. Unfortunately, the effects of the spell is raised is it the effect of this spell is to raise the damage of the caster's unarmed strikes to 1d4. Yeah. This means that the sorceress can now make a melee attack for half the damage that her cantrip spells can deal at range. Or probably as much as a dagger. Uh, Actually, it's precisely the same as a dagger. There we go. You need to adjust your glasses when you say that. Uh, Actually, actually it's precisely the same as a dagger. You do do a spot on, Nutty Professor. (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea. That is such... Oh my God! That's like that's that, that's guaranteed to make me laugh every time you do it. This means a sorceress can now make a melee attack for half the damage that her cantrip spells can at range, but requiring the sorceress to use strength and attack in melee. In essentially, it's useless. It's a useless move yeah. mechanically. But the player was eagerly anticipating an exciting result. Oh no. As a DM, I was at a loss of how to reward the player's creativity. I pity. Excuse me. I feel sorry for you, man. It may be easy to write this failure off on D&E's lack of versatility, but I would would think that any system might run into a situation where the rules don't support a conclusion that supports the fiction the group is trying to build. What are your thoughts? And I kind of wanted to talk about this because I... Yeah. Now, I think there's, there's, there's... two very cogent points in this email that may alter the conversation. Okay. One is relatively new players. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the other one is well well the, the the underlying question is rules when do you make modify them? When do you change them to suit the fiction? Do you at all? Should mm-hmm. you? Shouldn't you? I my my you go, you guys go first. <laughs> your, your first point is 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 yeah. is, is, but I think is we should really. I think we should address it with both sides. I, I, I agree. Here's the thing that I love about new players is they always come up with things that you hadn't anticipated, yeah. and this is exactly what a new player would do. Right mm-hmm. now, all of a sudden, right because they're entering a new world, I can try. I can do anything. <sighs> they don't know about rules. They don't know from rules. They don't know from polymorph versus versus change self. They don't know. And now you're stuck with this position. It's, it's. I love new players. However, you don't want to dash them on the rocks of despair right off the bat. <laughs> that is super dramatic. <laughs> well done. <laughs> my, my initial take on this is that I would reward them with a intimidation attack of some sort, mm-hmm. a charisma attack, a, a perception. Uh, what, what do they call it in Hero? A, a uh, presence attack. A presence, presence attack. attack. Yeah. Where right. you've grown claws and scales, and you look horrifying. I'm going to ma- I'm going to allow each of the kobolds or whatever it is to roll against how scary you are. But that is no way 
negating the power that or lack of power that they got. I'm just sort of throwing them a bone. Where I think the 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 metal hits the meat of okay. this of this email is you're using a a very low power spell. Okay, mm-hmm. so the first thing is you know you don't really have any more combat capability than you had 10 seconds ago. Right. You know that. Except you have a mighty 1d4 to your unarmed yes. Right. But, but, but you're amazed. But you, you shouldn't be meddling, but they don't totally know that. Totally ferocious. <laughs> right. And totally fierce and totally deadly. That's the power of the spell. Not the 1d4 attack. The power of the spell is the emotional impact. Exactly what Stork was talking about is the emotional impact of what the, what the, the character now looks like. You rationalized it so well. That makes so much more sense. So much more fady than what I came <laughs> up with. Okay. So... It's not a failing in the rules. It's the effect of the spell is what the, the effect of the spell is designed to do. Mm-hmm. The, the effect of the spell that the, char- that the player wanted is a different spell. Right. And one that's much more powerful than, than she has, ca- has the ability to cast at this right. point. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can still reward her narratively. Oh, sure. And, you know, she's like, boogity, 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 boogity. And... Um, all and all the kobolds <laughs> like what the f-? and they you know and they're gonna back off if they're in nice nice neat self supporting lines they're gonna break them nice self supporting you know, lines you know what I, like if they're like so they can't get flanked and all that right they're can gonna I, make they're gonna create that, gaps can I write that word down again reward the character narratively reward the character narratively that yeah that's a that's really deep because you can reward the character narratively within any system absolutely yeah. As long as the GM has has control over the tactical situation of right. the, of the bad guys or the tactical choices the bad guys make, the GM can simply say, "Oh yeah, there some of them are going to start running away." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and, and back, that that gives an adva- a, a distinct advantage. Right. There's a thing that, that they took out of Pathfinder and um, and D and D that we used Fun. to have. It's called a morale check. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Hell yeah. Remember morale checks? Those aren't yes, in 5e? You. No, no, really? Uh, nothing runs? Weren't morale checks for hirelings? Yes. Oh, oh NPCs. Right. NPCs. Yeah. But you could use them for anything. Right. I seem to remember so, DD that Kobolds would have had a morale check so, at some point as well. Yeah, yeah. They would so all... give them a morale check if you're playing Savage Worlds. It's a, it's, you give, make a spirit roll. Right. But you now look totally fierce. What did you get on your spell cast roll? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got two raises. Guess what? Minus two. Oh, right. die roll. It's easy. Okay, D&D. Have them make a, a will save. Mm-hmm. They fail, they run. Maybe it's fortitude, whatever. Decide. You know, in this moment, D- GM, you decide. Reward the character narratively. That, and it is. That and, spell, as you say, it's not necessarily like a, a full-on... Oh. It's, it's shape change. It's sort of a, a it's limited not polymorph. A polymorph. Right. It's, no, it's, polymorph, you actually change into... You change into, into the thing. And, and, and you get all of its oh stuff. Yeah, right. right. Oh, yeah. So it's really more of, like like you say, a presence attack. It's really more of a... It's what you look like. Yeah. All of a sudden, you look like the Hulk, but you still are... So use the thing that it right. does... A glass cannon. And 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 let that drive, drive the narrative. Mm-hmm. But... At the same time, you've also got that moment when maybe the the leader goblin, the, the goblin king, is mm-hmm. like, you know, right. I'm not buying. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so now, now you, the character has the problem of I know I have this puny little attack. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the character knew that either. Um, and, and that can be a problem. And, and that's it's on the GM to make sure and illuminate 
this moment for the player. Right. But that solution rewards the character for that choice too. What was your what was your thought? Because you had opinions. Well, I would almost be inclined for a new player to give them a little bit of a mechanical bonus. And then let them know after the session. Well, this spell really only gives you this. Only this. I kind of gave it to you because of the heat of the moment. And then later on. Let From now on, we will right. do it right. I don't right. know. I don't like that. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's, always, it's always iffy to, 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 do, to give mechanical bonuses. Because the, the, the expectation you set up is that they're always going to get it. Yeah. Yes, that's that's the exact problem with right. it. And the the question that I that, that comes up in my mind in thinking about doing that because mm-hmm. I thought about that when I read this email, I was like, mm, what I do? What I go there? Right. Um, you're dice fudging. Yeah, I dice fudging. Yeah, anyway. you are <laughs> dice. You are dice fudging. No, I watched these last ones. You kicked her ass. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't have a problem. With, but anytime you change anything as a GM. If, I mean, if you change the stat of something, or if you decide in this fight, oh, this fight's going a little too easy, I'm going to throw and have another couple of bad guys run in. If you, if, turn that one just if you alter the rules as stated, yes, that's true. But if you give them a, a, a bonus because, uh, for, a narr- for a narrative reason, mm-hmm. then you're, you're staying within the, bi- the, the confines of the, of the rules. And the rules describe the implicit contract of play. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel, and this is totally me, like, working with kids on the playground. It's like, if I let them play tag one time, even though it's against the rules, they're going to want to do it sing- every single day. Even if I explain, oh, sure, yeah. hey, this is the only yeah, time this will ever happen. Can, can we go under the assumption that, that the players sitting around the table aren't children? Right. But, <laughs> no. No, you'd be amazed. No, 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 no. <laughs> Because it's, it's more human nature than it is, like, children behavior. Because if people get, you know, if you get it one time, you're going to kind of want it other times. So, I, and that's my thing with you. Like, yes. if you're going to fudge the dice, don't tell them. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't have that conversation afterwards where it's like, okay, you're a new player. Per- personally, that would make me feel really shitty. Like, if I was a oh, brand really? new player and I was like, oh, God, they changed the rules for me because I'm so bad at this. That was that would be what I hear because I have problems. But... Um, <laughs> Can we assume that all players aren't like you? No. <laughs> no. No, yeah. you cannot make that you assumption. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I would, I would, I think it's better up front to be more strict with the rules, and then as they learn the rules, then there's that kind of, gra- maybe start You know what? Flexible. I know a lot of people who will never role play again because some, some douchebag GM was super strict with the rules and killed their character. Right, well... I, I mean, know some people that won't role play again because people weren't strict enough with the rules, and they go through the rule book through the entire game trying to point out things you didn't do right. Well, and if and, and that brings what? me back to where we started. Well, there's these rule lawyers or munchkins that would go through the book while you're playing a game trying to find the rule that you got wrong and prove that they were right so I know. that they can get an extra couple of bonuses. Right. That's what some people live for. That's their idea of role-playing. Right. And, yeah. And, and, but that just brings me back to the reward them narratively. Yeah. That's, that, they did I a narrative like that solution. thing. I, know, I do like that solution. They, they did a narrative thing. Reward them that way. Yeah. You know, let the but mechanics be what the mechanics yeah. are and, and make sure that they understand... Mm-hmm. That that's but, uh, but that's see, your job is, in, in but, that moment is to make we, sure that they understand. We give, we give allowances to to new players all the time, and I think we should. 
Well, yeah. and you can give allowances or you can help them in I mean, other ways. I mean, if you don't want to fudge the dice, I mean, if if brand new player sits down, makes his character, and he gets attacked and gets killed. Well, I think... I, I think... I, think I, I, yeah. I get what your Kimmy, point. Like, I'm <laughs> sorry, Kimmy. <laughs> I'm okay. sorry. I think there's a difference between you fudging your attacks on that player and fudging that player's effectiveness in their spells. So I think... Okay, I can, yeah, yeah, I can so if you're that. like a GM is a person's first game and you are like, oh, sure, I'm going to just like go full out. It's like maybe fudge your dice on your attacks and let their spells be as power, powerful as they want to be because you don't want to get them in a bad spot because if they start thinking their, their spells are more powerful than they really are, <laughs> then you're going to end up in more dangerous situations with this player almost dying more often. Well, that's why... I th- I, see, I would save the... If they're, if, if they're going with the expectation that I'm going to do more damage... Mm-hmm. And I and I go ahead and let them do that that time. I would let them know right after the fight or after the session. By the way, I kind of let that happen because you obviously had that assumption that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I I let that go ahead and go. But this is how the spell actually works. Exactly. It's not their fault. They're new. They're, they're just they're trying. Or if they put stuff. themselves into a tactical situation there, because a, they have an assumption. Right, assumption that the way critical, the spell works. There's a critical in. word that got used in, in that. That I think is really important for us at, mm-hmm. at this point, and that is expectation. Yeah. yeah, I think that as the GM, it's really important to set the player's expectation for what is in front of them mm-hmm. and yeah. what they can do. Mm-hmm. Yes, not not yes, what yes. choices they can make, but what their capabilities yes, are. Yes, but right. but again, we're speaking about new players. Um, when Stu is breaking people into the to the to the huge tome that is GURPS. He has a uh, he has a method, and he doesn't use all the rules right off the bat. And that's the way almost all good GURPS GMs start the game. That's, I mean, that's, that's the way Moose runs a lot the of his game. game is designed. And so yeah. using that thought process, you don't want to scare people off right off the bat, ease them into it. What he's saying is, and I completely agree, which is they didn't completely understand or fathom all of the nuances of this book because they're not role players. It's right. their first time. He's, you know, he, he allows it to happen or whatever with a caveat or two and then discusses it afterwards so that they can See, it. It's, it's the same thing we do with GURPS, which is, yes, I, I allowed you to jump off the castle parapet. There's actual following damage you should have taken, but I didn't give it to you because... Or I nerfed it. Or, or I nerfed yeah. it because, you know, I don't want to scare you off right away. I, I think that with new players, there is a... Yes, I know. Because you, I, you want... You, you, no, no, spare no. the rod, spoil the child, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> but the other point is, you also need to let them. I'm keeping with your kids, and right? Yeah, no, you totally. Also, you also need to let them be excited like, about the game as well. You don't want to punish them for being creative right off the bat. Well, I think that either of these answers can can work. Yeah, I think that either of these, an- both of these answers are valid. I think I I I, I like your solution the best because a it doesn't have to modify. The system at all, even temporarily. Right. Um, that that, that worked. What happened? Which one? Like or the puppy? All of, all of them. All of them. There's all the dogs <laughs> ever out there. Like it usually doesn't give it. It's like a werewolf apocalypse out there right now. <laughs> yeah, there's a critical um, mass. Of- yeah, I think you can get. Sorry, I'm like because I had a thought before I got up for the no, dog no, thing. Go, go, go um, I think you can also assist a new player. Um, by saying, hey, if you're doing that, someone can assist you. Or 
Um, you know, if you do that, you know, like giving them tips in real time, and I don't think most of the players don't care, especially if it's a new player. Sure. Or and we, something we've done also before is like have little cheat sheets that kind of help and simplify things. Yeah, that so, might have fixed it. Yeah, so front loading that stuff, yeah. or in real time, kind of giving that advice, or putting out excerpts of the here's the spells yeah. you have and here's the little right. block text. Here's for what each it one. does. Right. Yeah. I, and and I to would, be honest, that's one of the reasons. Sorry. That 4E was super friendly to new players is it had those, those little cards. cards. Right. I, I think a, those cards are brilliant. Yeah. It's a great point. And yeah. I do that with Savage Worlds when I, whenever mm-hmm. we do the con game. I make sure that everybody's a player man. I did it. All their edges and all their hindrances just, just, are like all printed here's out. Here's yeah. all of the stuff so that, yeah. So you, you don't have to sit around and ask me questions or, or look right. it up. At right. the, but at the same time, you don't want to swamp them in minutia. Oh, yeah. Here's your character sheet. It's nine pages long. No. No. <laughs> and we're also assuming that the GM isn't panicked by this question or this moment and right. has the clarity may have, of thought he may have been. He was like, to come up with all the solutions. Because right. I, I have screwed this up a couple of times. Right. Uh, we all have. <laughs> this, is a, this is a really good email. It's yeah. a really good tripping point. Oh. I think every GM who GMs runs into this all the time. It's, it is. And, and we'll run into it again and we'll probably screw it up a couple more times. Mm-hmm. Right. Even giving the advice that we're giving. <laughs> now, now because in hindsight, we have all these wonderful solutions. Because I, I had all day to, <laughs> to think about my answer to this. <laughs> at the time, yeah, he's got ten uh, seconds. Right. Here's, here's, uh, <laughs> here's the thing that I would say is immutable. Make a decision, go with it, and stand on it. Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Even if you have to later go, hey, um, yeah, I let you do that because it, it was cool. It was fun. I liked it. I, I wanted to see it. Spell doesn't really do that. No. Right. It's okay. completely okay for the GM to go, you know, after the game, I looked the rule up and I didn't wrong. I'm sorry, guys, but th- this is the way the rule is, so we're going to do it that way from now on. That way the GM loses. The players feel like it's okay. Nobody died. Well, no, nobody. And, you didn't, and you didn't dumb it down for the right. new player. Right. right. Don't dumb it down for them. Yeah. That's, that I would say... I, That's a good point. That, that would Thank be you. a critical thing good, good. to me is don't dumb it down. I mean, when, I, when I used to, uh, especially in the beginning when I was running GURPS, we'd, we'd, we'd have a session. The next week I'd say, so I was reading the combat section, <laughs> like the advanced combat rules. I was in the shitter. And I realized, and I realized, realized. oh, that's what Steve Jackson used to say. That's how you learn GURPS. A page a trip. (laughs) It was in the goddamn book. (laughs) You know, I'd love to say I I, love that man, but he thinks I'm an idiot. I I think that, I think that that's, that's brilliant, but it's not just limited to a system with with the complexity of GURPS. But what what I'm saying is, I'd come back to the next session and say, oh, by the way, we did combat wrong in the last session. Because you're supposed to deduct how much damage you took from your next roll, unless next you have roll. high pain threshold. We totally forgot all about. We didn't. Right. And and you have well, it, and you don't. And I was playing a D and D three five game, mm-hmm. and I was playing a rogue, and my whole thing was I'm about all about the sneak attack. Right. Mm-hmm. And the GM said, "Oh well, you get a sneak attack, and then every other attack after that is not a sneak attack." And I went. That's not what the rule actually says, but it's your you know it's your table if right. if that's and but the other players went nuclear. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a big argument about it, but you know, I went and I got the the section from the book and I, and basically it says any as long as the uh, your, the target would be denied their dexterity bonus to their armor class, like if you're flanked or if you're flanked, if they're flat footed, whatever, then it it by definition it's a sneak attack. Okay, and I just I said. We're going to do it the way you decide. You want to do it. I said, this is what the rule set, what the book actually says. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, dude, you're totally right. That's how we're going to do it from now on. But You didn't table flip at the table. No, you it's just like, you brought it up like, later. Yeah, it's just we're going to have a, we'll have a chat later. But um, 
that's my point is that that's not limited to n- new systems. It's not limited right. to things that even we're new to. Right. It's, it's just the little minutia that you read over and right. That yeah. maybe you don't play a rogue, so you don't think about that. Sure. Well, I can't even begin to think about all of the rules I don't know in all of the games I'm running. Oh really? <laughs> and you're on a pocket. You're leaving a pocket. Get out. Yeah. I can't it's- tell you how many times I've been in the middle of a game and had something come up, and I've made a decision, and then went. Wait. Oh no! Oh, that wait, was, wait, the, wait, that was wait. from the wrong game. Wait, can I? <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I take that out? Oh my gosh! This is a system. player right now because we're playing so many games. It's like we were rolling dice for the the Vast Dominions game on Tuesday, and I was like, "Oh God, there's so many different roll systems in my head. Do How I do roll? I do this? Oh my God, these are D6. But wait, okay, that was Traveler. Which one is this? This is oh, D6 God. too, but a different D6. Yeah. No, my God. That's. Uh, <laughs> there's only so much room in my brain. I, I understand. <laughs> That's why I love Travelers. Only two. Cannot write to drive C. Abort. 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 That is exactly what happens. I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. If I could get a get a memory. Four old four <laughs> arrows. Usually, what I get. Put that bitch in right now. <laughs> All right. That? There's one dead horse right here. All right. Thank Starting you. The glue factory. Thank you, Ben from Tejas. And, and, and P.S. Drink. And Ben, thank you. That's like a really great email. Woo-hoo. I think we're going to rehash that for a while, and and they're probably going to do it in the forums, and maybe even right now, live. <laughs> We actually right. had a similar discussion last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, block D, the mailbag. I'm just gonna Don't say, I'm read s- the block things. Oh, you tell me that all the time. Why do you put them there? I'm just saying I'm super excited because the chat room right now is conniving to put together a, uh, a Dritzmas, like, secret Santa exchange. Oh, that's on awesome. On the forum. But so, it's not Dritzmas. Isn't that, like, in, in June or something? Well, they, they're still they're still around. March- the f- 18th, the day after? It's the day after. It's the day after yeah. St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Well, right. they're, 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 they're batting it around. They'll come up with something super ah. creative. It'll be great. St. Patrick's Day is the day before Dritzmas. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't question him. I ne- would, ne- would never dream of it. <laughs> Rushing R- through online games from Christopher. Hey, douche Nutellas. See, is there an online Same. forum somewhere? You guys have come up. That's like another new one. Never heard it before. Douche Nutellas. Uh, I'm behind on the episodes. Sorry, I'm just now getting to this episode. Whoa. But I wanted to talk to your uh, to your listeners, or to to the listener Ooh. that ran an online game and felt like things were rushed. Uh, I've been running online games weekly on Roll Twenty for about a year, and so <laughs> or so, and I'm quite used to it now. You're, I had if you grossed yourself out, it can't be good for the rest. Fried of us. catfish <laughs> with root vegetables. Where do you get in mustard sauce? I don't even want to know. No, blue apron. I don't even want to know. You, you. It was fantastic. You blew an apron. It was beautiful. <laughs> no wonder your breath's so bad. <laughs> First roll, <laughs> roll twenty. It's free. Video works. All the tools are there. See, and that might be part of the problem. Is all the tools are there. Har har har. <laughs> all the tools are there. I don't know how it works with streaming. The answer to some of Stu's questions, uh, they have an established pay model, uh, model freemium. Uh, DM get more perks with a paid account, and they can uh, buy assets for their uh, sessions, like uh, minis. minis, maps, etc. <laughs> they can use their own get assets and, and not buy anything. They have a <laughs> That's huge a really dangerous number of people using and have kept up with the server capacity. I really think y'all need to move over there, especially for JackerCon. But no video. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. In answer to the question about pacing, I learned something very interesting in my time doing this. Firstly, our group never used video. 
hmm. simply because it takes up browser memory and can stutter and slow things down. S -s 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 stutter and slow Also, the players are all over the world, and, have, and while some have been drinking martinis, <laughs> others are still in their bathrobes. So, <laughs> we've only Wait, ever used audio roll 20. You know what? That is a very, very a good point. Because that's Tuesday to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's a very, very good point. Because when you're doing like this global gaming situation, there truly are people that are like us that are completely hammered. Other people that have just woken up, or it's two in the morning. They set their alarms so they can play, and and, and you're not honoring their game, and they're not in the mood to be funny because it's two in the morning in Scandinavia, and you're in, and you're in your bathrobe drinking. Well, all right. And therein lies the rub. <laughs> <laughs> when you're using audio, you do not have the visual cues. It's too gaming to look. You don't have the visual oh. cues to know how the players are responding. I felt compelled to repeatedly push the story forward, call people out on what they were doing, and push people forward so much, <laughs> inevitably, the pace was quicker. I learned a very simple trick after all of this time. Shut up. That's it. As a DM, the less you talk, the better. There's an instinct to fill up dead air with your voice, and then when you're on audio only, don't do it. Give it a beat or two longer than what you're comfortable with. When your players have time to think, I think he meant drink. When your players have time to drink, calculate, then start conversations. He didn't. He actually meant think. Calculate, then start conversations with each other. It's gotten to the point where I will only insert myself when players begin repeating stuff to one another. I would point out that the GM is going to constantly want to fill dead air with, with words. So are the players. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying, especially if you're trying to encourage interaction between the player characters or between player characters and NPCs or whatever, the longer you're silent, the more uncomfortable they're going to get and feel compelled to talk because everyone hates silence. Yes. <laughs> he goes on to say, long, long pauses aren't uncomfortable. They are the result of players thinking. Well, often, <laughs> what happens if you give them time and plenty of silence is that they jump in at the same time and talk over each other and fall into a conversational pattern. As a side note, though, when you're online, there's lag, there's delay. These people aren't, there's no micro um, movements that they can calculate. It's like if I'm sitting across from Kimmy or if I'm sitting across from you, uh, uh, you're dealing with a... Micro-expressions. Micro-expressions. I was going to say micro-expressions. There's, micro, there's none of that micro-expressions. Micro-aggressions are very different than that you can pick up on. So I think with an online game, giving people a lot of time to sort of sit there and stew and think about it is I take not a bad thing. to that. I knew you would. That's why I chose that ad. I could have used something else. I could have used... Go ahead. Okay. I suppose having video would help to <laughs> mitigate that, but when I played with video in the past, it looked uh, past. I looked only at the minis and, and the screen, not at the videos. Anyway, so it didn't make a difference. I know Google Christ's uh, changes have gotten everyone into a bind, and I'm telling you, Roll Twenty is where it's at. Mm -hmm. They are bringing thousands of people into the hobby. Thousands of people. Okay. Yeah. My group started playing because of Roll Twenty. Wow. Oh, I mean, there's. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of people who I otherwise wow. would not be able to play if it wasn't for an on um, online. I online. know people who have people in town, but they only play online. It's the bringing people in, but maybe it's bringing people back. Well, and it's and it's easier to schedule. <laughs> like, you're sitting in your house, in your bathrobe. Like, 
You know, if you have a kid, you can put the kid to bed and still be home. You don't have to get right. a babysitter. And you can still play. And then you're like, okay, hold on, guys. The baby started crying or whatever it is. So it's it's very convenient. And oh, I sure. think especially with things like Twitch and streaming, because that's the most common kind. If you're looking, if you're watching games, like we are sort of unique. There's not a lot of, of tabletop streams that actually are a bunch of people sitting at an actual table. Most of them are Roll20 streams where people are each in their own house with their own webcam you know, on a on a graphic of some type, which is really cool too. And I think a lot of people have have found gaming through the internet that way. A lot of young or newer players. Right. It does say there are no geographical boundaries. Mm-hmm. You can play with anyone anytime. Yeah. My uh, group has me from LA, another military guy from NorCal, a college student from Iowa, a woman in Russia, a Brit in Germany, and a gnome in Italy. Mm-hmm. I think he's a gnome anyway. We're BFFs. Thank Wait you. a minute. Roll twenty. Gnomes, technically, I think, are from Wales, actually. They would be in Italy. Uh, P.S. See you at StrategyCon. I'm going to run a terror at Mouse Park where cultists in Disneyland are trying to keep a great mouse from rising by feeding them children's sacrifices. I may have given away the plot just now. Oops. This is CG. See you at StrategyCon. All right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Awesome. Um, cool. Another... See, people have been praising World 20. When we first started this podcast... That I, was still in the in its infancy, and there were like three or four different it. things to do. I tried it I, when I ran that GURPS yeah, but game. But I, everybody said it was that new. It was very new exactly. then. Exactly. It's 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 evolved. It's changed. Why squeaky? Is it my chair? That's Something probably squeaky. my dog. Oh, it might be. You have um, a squeaky dog. I've I've played uh, games oiler. on Roll Twenty, and they went fine. They went very well. Um, I will say that the person who was running the game has a lot. Of personal time invested into it to do macros and things like that to make make it go smoothly. The fog of war. Um, yeah, and but the games went fine. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time running games online. It just doesn't work for There's me. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of effort up front. Yeah, it is. With uh, it's, yeah. it's not even up front. I think it's constantly <clears throat> just like what Kimmy's doing here. You're constantly fiddling with the cameras. You're constantly paying attention. <laughs> so not only are you trying to run a game, but you're also trying to make sure that the stream is well, up I and mean, running. Uh, apart from technical issues, looking up your maps. I mean, that, that's the thing. I mean, I the. I mean, if you're if you want to put in background music and all this stuff and all the maps and a lot of work. And well, a learning curve. Whereas yeah. you can have one of those and a pen and just, mm, and then you're done. <laughs> well, and they have. How do you do that again? It looks like hell, but uh, it gets the job done. Right. I mean, yeah, and that's one of the reasons that, like, I run the stream while he runs the games, and we like specifically set it up that way because you can't run a game and run the stream. At least our type. For Roll20, it's a little bit... I mean, in some way, it's a little easier because, you know, it's doing a lot of the work and it's not switching cameras and the whole thing like that we have. Um, you st- well, yeah. yes and no, because you still have Fog of War, you still have your maps pulled up, you still have all of this stuff. As Stu said, you can front load all that in, if, but you gotta. there's a learning curve, you got to know how to click it, you got to know your shortcuts. It, I seem, uh, to my mind, it's a really... Into- it's like learning Photoshop. You, once you master it, it's easy. It's great, and people say, "Oh, it's simple. You just click this. And there's a shortcut here, and you just do that." But but you had to learn that to get to that. Yeah. Um, and I think Roll Twenty is great if you play with it for a while. It's almost like when you're playing an online, messy multi online, 
and you haven't played in a while, or or you've never raided something, and all of a sudden you're in a raid, there's a whole different set of rules. People are yelling at you. They're sending you ideas. <laughs> they're sending you things you're supposed to be doing, and you have no idea what they're saying. You have no idea what to do. You have no idea what buttons to push. Here's a bunch of macros you should set up. Uh, okay. Well, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you don't know. So there's a learning curve, I think, of all the Roll20, Absolutely. which I think is probably part of the problem. It's a um, barrier of entry. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I also think that that things like that are becoming more and more... Like, people are becoming more and more familiar with that. So if you really want to play a game, like... Like like roll tw- I, I mean I haven't I haven't run anything on roll twenty I have played a couple things on roll twenty and I, I there's like different levels of that you can pay for and you get extra stuff um, and I think that's becoming a pretty common model with a lot of different things online and especially with nerds but I mean I feel like I need to get into roll twenty now before I get left behind so that I'm not <laughs> like a roll twenty you know, luddite grognard yeah yeah <laughs> no luddite luddite luddite, 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 yeah. luddite would be the one yeah. it's so biblical though. It is not biblical. Luddite? No. Are Luddite comes from sure? the 19th century. From well, the Lud. Bible was rewritten What in was the 19th it? General century? Ludd, or yeah, whatever right. they called him. Yeah, okay. The dude, the dude I, who wanted yeah. to wreck, like, combines and, mm-hmm. and like, wool... He's a Quaker gun ...something wild. machines. Mm-hmm. The anti-technology dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the but I don't think it was, I don't know if it was a real person. I just... Quakers, right? No, it's a Quaker. <laughs> the chat room is talking about how if you draw a stick figure on a map, it doesn't look so bad, but if you draw a stick figure in MS Paint and then use it for Roll20, it looks really bad. Yeah. So, and you will be well, judged. No shit, because yeah. <laughs> why didn't you just steal artwork from the internet and put right. it on there, right? right? That's you, what people think. Well, you, and I think there might when be... When you do something on a computer, you will be judged. Right. Well, and I think there are some levels. I mean, it may be like, wrong about this, because I haven't, again, I haven't run games on Roll20, but I think they're actually ones where, I mean, they have some dungeons for you and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, and basic maps that you can use, and then people actually can move their little pieces and stuff. There's actually Roll20, like, you can actually download stuff for that. There's a whole, there's whole resources. Right. That's why I have my husband, because he makes all my graphics for me, and makes me look really good. And us all look really good, actually, because he makes all the graphics really He does it effortlessly, too. (laughs) It probably takes him, like, 20 minutes to do this stuff, but it would take us, like, a day and a half. It's, it's really annoying. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. He's great. He's really sexy. Cool. Okay, continue. <laughs> I'm, I think you're it. biased. I don't think I might be biased. A, this might actually we be... We should all be fucking biased with all the graphics he's made for us. Like, yeah. no offense. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. Advice for zombie apocalypse play by... Kimmy, do you want to do this one? It should be sure. play by post game. Play by... Not play by... Play by plumbum? Butt face. Like bacon? Played by bacon. Bacon. Okay. I had bacon for, jerky. I, Have you I had bacon jerky? Bacon. Isn't bacon already jerky? See, that's what I was wondering. Because <laughs> well, it's not dry. Salty. It's, it's not dry. Well, but you can it's eat it raw. Drier. But it's, yeah. it is drier. It's smoked. The chat room says that we should sign up for Roll Twenty and tink around in it since it's free, so we know what we're talking about. Maybe I'll okay. what? <laughs> I'll tell you what. No. I'll tell you what. Uh, no, 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 no. Just because we don't know <laughs> that, that that no. I, I, right now, I will take this task item. Huh? Are you signing up as we speak? No, no oh. I'm loading up this. <laughs> He's looking up bacon. Ah! <laughs> the Jupiterian sparkle. I will fuck up your shit. Yes. <laughs> I will take this task item and I will set up a Roll20 game for, it, for you guys. Alright. Excellent. We're not going to play it. We don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, there are people that a- use it exclusively. At a table. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all sitting around a table going... Well, and it's the way they stream. Like they don't look at me. Don't look. Don't look at me. 
Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Look at me. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is that where our, is that where our hobby is going? Is that we all end up around a table all with our with our earphones on? Yeah. <laughs> and we don't actually. That's where our society is. Kind of where we're at right now. Well, fuck, go to Starbucks and see. Oh, let's go to Starbucks together. Okay. Uh (laughs) Yeah, that was really fun. Yeah, (laughs) see you later. Had a great time. I took a picture of my latte and Instagrammed it. (laughs) Hashtag latte. Hashtag Starbucks. Hashtag. God, I'm so glad I'm not dating now. That must. The whole dating world's got to be a whole different thing now. Who's reading advice for zombie apocalypse play by post from ZT? Guten Abend, I think. Guten Abend. Guten Abend. Okay, thanks. Wow, we all just jumped on her. <laughs> Sorry. It's true. Sorry. We, we all speak German here, Kimi. <laughs> I don't. Never mind. I was going to make it. Never mind. Uh, you magnificent riders of the rolling seas of douche. Right? Yet another. Well done. Like most. <laughs> it's actually roiling seas, which is even roiling. better than rolling. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm so. Thank Royal? you. I know. Oh. It's, all, it's all boily and stuff. <laughs> Oh my. Oh man. Um, Like most middle aged gamers, myself and my extended gaming community have had hard times keeping games running due to interruptions from family slash work slash etc. Yeah, etc. is the worst. I totally misread that. (laughs) I I thought it said from a family of Wookiees. Oh. How much have you had to drink? <laughs> Take his beer away, astute. Can I have what you're drinking? Yeah, no, because that totally like... is funnier than <laughs> wook, yeah. wook, etc. I'm sorry, sir. I can't serve you anymore. No, you're, you're seeing Wookies. Due to interru- interruptions from a family of Wookies, <laughs> a couple of, <laughs> a couple of uh, friends of mine and I are starting to collect uh, together line, like-minded players from various different groups to create some form of meta group. One where no, both- whoa, whoa. Mega, mega, mega group. sorry, mega, mega group. group. Where multiple it's like Voltron. Games, it is. Badass. It is. Yeah. Uh, where multiple games, GMs, schedules, etc., can be used to keep everyone involved, happy, and at least occasionally gaming. Nar- <laughs> Why are you laughing? Stop laughing. Occasionally. Yeah. Not far outside of what it seems you guys have out there. Since we are about to hit the holiday season, where it seems like any gaming plans made will be almost guaranteed to fall through, as well as that uh, we have not all finalized all of our group creation plans, I had an idea to run a play-by-post style game. Mm. I've Mm. always wanted to run an RP-slash-character-focused zombie apocalypse game. One that's centered more around the relationships between the characters and the stories that unfold uh, therein rather than just on the mass killing of the undead. So like Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, it is better uh, left for video games, in my opinion. In my head, I feel like the slower, uh, the slower nature of PvP games, as well as the fact that combat gets clunky in them, will help engender this kind of feeling in the game and actually make it play out better than if it was a more traditional game. It might. It might. Yeah. It might. Yeah, it will. It, it will. It will because you, they won't. You won't want to focus on round by round combat. No, not at all. When you have a fight, it'll be you know a narrative wall of text. Of, yes. This is how the fight went, and right. then and we go on our way. Yeah. I'm thinking of using GURPS. Yeah! <laughs> I love that he types that in. <laughs> For the framework. It's okay, since, <laughs> since I have it, and I really like the customization that it allows in defining the characters. Can't get a yeah. Yeah. I do, Un- yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> as we all yes. know, owning the game doesn't necessarily mean that I've ever run it or even played it. That's the shit right <laughs> there. <laughs> 
Thank you for being so yeah. honest, though. The decorative RPG books. Those are the best. <laughs> the decorative RPG books. Somebody put that one on a T-shirt. There, there's a, that's the it's quote. Like, you were uh, looking for quotes. I am. It's like, oh, the hero, those are my coffee table books. Right. No, they're holding up the bed. I, I can't get those out for you no, right now. No, that's Traveler 5. Sorry. <laughs> No, I have that on the garden. Uh, we're <laughs> using it as, I'm composting it. <laughs> it's going to get used, some use or for something. Uh, I haven't played ah. it. I would like to play it at some point. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. You well, would, huh? Just I, You told me that people say it's good. Yes. Um, so and I'm not going to question you. I totally... Oh, I uh, think there's eight people on the planet who think it's good. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of using Gert... Oh, we already said that. Um... Yes. Uh, Characters based in their Likewise None of my prospective players have played it either I was definitely going to make the players Characters for them based on the narrative sketch done up, by, uh, done up by them This will allow me both time to get familiar With the system as well as shield them From it in the initial portion of the game To keep things from bogging down I was also planning on making The most of the roles outside uh, Of the, some skill checks And attack roles for example, I'll most likely make the players defensive roles and actions based upon the narrative at the time and what the character's most likely to do, taking all of the feedback from the player. This would prevent a scene from stagnating while we wait for every single role. I actually have an idea, uh, and, and it, uh, there was uh, someone on the forum had suggested doing this for uh, like past. Not, what would you call it? Like GM rolled perception rolls. Mm-hmm. Have the players roll, roll a, bunch a bunch of them, write them down, mm-hmm. and then you keep those and just use them and strike them off as you know. You before you start the game, you could do the same thing because it's always going to be three d six. Have everyone sit down and roll out. And, and if, you know, if some guy gets all fours and threes, you just tell him, you know what, I'm going to roll them for you. Mm-hmm. But uh, but have people just randomly roll twenty. Mm-hmm. 20 3d6 or 3d6 20 times write them down and keep them I, I wonder if you could even put them in like a um, like a, the the footer or the what do they call that at the the signature mm-hmm. and then the GM can go in and when they use one just, just clip clip the leftmost one off or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. I'm sure something could be worked out yeah you know what I was thinking about halfway through this is like I think Stu needs to write a whole uh, software program that plugs into Roll20 and for a moment of truth. (laughs) And so they don't need to run in GURPS. You could actually, you don't have to. You know people. I I can't program. (laughs) 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 That's the biggest problem. Here's the thing he really just needs a loose framework of rules to run this thing on it. He doesn't actually need. A full blown system. You just need something that. Well, you, you, you need a randomizer. You need some rules so yeah, that people go. Nice. And you, you, you cheated. But nice thing about GURPS is it's very modular. So it is. Can, and it, and you know what? I I personally think if you're going to run, I mean, it, it really depends on on the flavor of the of the um of the zombie apocalypse game. Mm-hmm. But if I were to run a zombie apocalypse game, I think GURPS would be one of the first systems I would look at because. Yeah. They tend to be really gritty, and there's a lot of character attrition, right? Well, and you just you can use anything. They actually have stats for fence posts. If you oh, decide yeah. you need to kill a zombie with a fence post, which yeah. you probably will, and barbed wire. Yeah, I mean, and the combat rules are as detailed as they need to be, mm-hmm. or or they or can not. be as general as you yeah. want them to be. And it's got all the hit location stuff. So if you, you 
If your your flavor of zombies I'm really have to sorry be killed I with headshots, started shots, you making so. you pr- proselytize about <laughs> derps. Go ahead, Stu. Tell it us really how great is. it is. It really is. Oh. I think uh, I think for I don't if, believe if, you. If you're trying to run a <laughs> a gritty zombie apocalypse game, I don't know if there's a better system you could do it. Oh, oh. woof, yeah. Well, Tra- <laughs> Traveler's pretty deadly. I I know Traveler's completely not built for it, but I'm just kind of like, hmm. Well, I, see, the Traveler doesn't have hit location rules. Oh, I, I, I know it's it's a dead system and nobody likes it. Well, if the nobody dead system wants is perfect for zombies. For anything, and, and it, it totally sucks, but um, I ran Zombie Apocalypse and Hero. And You've given up on it. What's, what's, what's the last time you played that, would, did, that was my sarcastic voice. Okay. Is Hero technically dead? No. I didn't think so. Because no. they're still publishing, aren't they? Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. a tiny, tiny company now. Sarcastic voice. It's, okay. It's dead. It's dead to Jib. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I, it's not at all. That was, like I said, that was my sarcastic voice. But it also has the rules granularity. It has. It has rules granularity like that, to do yeah. kinds of things that you're talking about. Um, we've, we've, I've also run the same, the exact same game in Savage Worlds. Right. Works beautifully. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Here's the thing. GURPS is what you have. And GURPS is what you are inclined to want to use. Go with that. Go with that. And you won't a, be wrong. It's an opportunity to play a game that you own. Yeah. Um, Decorative books. Never turn that Decorative down. books. Now, I will say that if you're going to run it in GURPS, there is a book you need to go buy. Mm-hmm. And that is How yeah. to Be a GURPS GM. All right. Yes. I was going to say GURPS Light, but yes, How to Be a GURPS GM. <laughs> by, by the West Coast Mook. Guru of GURPS. Right. And, and friend of the show. By Mook Wilson. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, no, seriously, it is. It is. If you're going to run something in GURPS, you need this book. Yeah. You you just desperately need this book because it, there is no possible way it could be made any clearer. It is years and years and years of experience running GURPS boiled down into a book. Yeah, it really is. Um, and you can get all of the amazing things that Mook has created and uses to run GURPS also off of his website at themook.net. Which is another resource that you need. It's pretty much the Jack Chick track of GURPS. It really pretty much preaches how great GURPS is and how awesome it should be. And maybe I got lost in the analogy a bit. No, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. It's also less anti Catholic than uh, Jack Chick. <laughs> sure. Although everything is less, yeah. less anti Catholic than Jack Chick. Oh, but, you know, when, when you see Mook in a cassock, you know, getting ready to run a game. <laughs> See, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I can't pick on the Mook. He's the nicest man on the planet. I can't. Aww. I can't be mean to him. Why would you want to? I don't yeah. want to. Don't be mean. <laughs> Not. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Go. Sorry. <laughs> Continuing. My initial idea is to have the characters start somewhere between 25 and 50 points. That's yep. right. Zombie apocalypse. Normal people. Yep. Normals. And potentially on a random scale, i.e., 20 to uh, 20 plus. 2d20 points just to give some variety. Yeah. I want a character more in line with Sally single mom, Steve single dad, who works at the IGA, and less like anyone who's considered a competent operator in the zombie apocalypse. I think you are right. That's a grocery store. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, The thing is, (laughs) I I can take 50 points in GURPS and make someone who would be super effective shooty man in the zombie apocalypse game just as easily as I can make Bob the Accountant. Right, but mm-hmm. in, in a zombie apocalypse, to, if I want to counter that, man, it's going to suck when you're out of ammo. 
Well, well sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, uh, one of the things I did, and, and this comes, it's easier to explain this in, uh, well, that works in either one. Um, there were normal people, just garden variety right. people at the Beverly Center on a Saturday afternoon when things right. went to shit on them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, Some were drug addicts. Uh, there was a drug addict. Well, no, drug addicts were a different game. Um, there was, but there was a former um, army sergeant, mm-hmm. infantry sergeant. But he had such horrific PTSD. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This was also you know what? the game. That's a really good point because GURPS also has that. Uh, yeah. Th- this was also the game where I broke a player. Got to play your best dis as right. Just because I had a one. little girl oh, die yeah. and then zombie out in her mother's play arms and try to eat her face. Who said it? Uh, all of us. Uh, I'm going to say Stu. Play to your dis ads. Okay. What? Always play to your dis ads. Who said that originally? The the quote. Which quote? Got to play to your dis ad. I feel like it was no, Tina. no, no, no. That is uh, that's blood swallow. Oh she yeah. She said that in the GURPS game that I ran. Yeah. I'm just playing to my dis ads. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or I'm just taking care of my dis ads, is I think what she said. Yeah. Blood Sparrow, actually. Yeah, yeah way to quote Tappy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Misquote him. Anyway. Blood Swallow. Uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um, my questions uh, to you fantastic people, am I watching the right show, are, <laughs> given the right group of players, do you think this concept has potential? Have you ever used a more crunchy system like GURPS in a PvP scenario, and if so, what were some of the pitfalls that should be avoided? Lastly, do you have any tips for running a small, private PvP game such as this, ZT? P.S. I just started watching some of your video recordings of the show, and I'm struck by the feeling that you get when you watch a film adept of your favorite book. <laughs> and you know, aww. Well, it's because the voices don't line up with the and people. And you know that one where you say, Dear God, C.A. Dave slash Tim slash Bill insert other host doesn't look like that those dumb bastards done fucked up good the <laughs> fucking casting director screwed the poo <laughs> right right <laughs> the only one whose real lifelike appearance matched my mental picture crafted through a couple of years of listening the show was stork Stu and Kimmy don't count since I saw pictures of you when I began listening oh, oh see we just have to set the see, expectation I'm just, I'm low just, I'm by letting our pictures out in the world <laughs> <laughs> Um, in answer to your oh, question. Oh, wait, PPS. The why problem makes soundbite has become my favorite new way to make coworkers leave my office when they come in asking why, insane questions. Right? Thank for why that. Yep. Well, that's you know Troll Hunter. Go watch that movie, by the way. Make. That's where that comes from. Yeah. Troll! Ah! Why problem make when you know problem have you, you know don't want to make. make. Sorry. PPPS. Drink. Done. Um, in answer to your questions, uh, do oh, you yeah, think it says that? Yeah, it totally does. <laughs> it does. Do you think this concept has potential? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever used a more crunchy system like GURPS in a PvP scenario? No. I've never played PvP. I'm going to actually uh, suggest because Proby Tim's in the chat room now. Make a note, Proby Tim. This is your responsibility. The next time you're on, mm-hmm. we will make the topic. Lessons learned from running play-by-post games. Oh yeah, there we go. So so, and so when it, when he is on next, I'm not sure. I'll look and see at the schedule and see if he's so ZT. Up. When you're on next, or or, or yeah, when Tim's on next, uh, check it out because he might actually have direct notes related to this. Because I don't think any of us have run a PVP. Never run a PVP game. I, I did. I ran a, a play-by-post game uh, of Traveler, and it was back when there were bulletin board systems when we were using right. like 
2,400 or 1,200 baud modems. I'm trying to remember. I think I played something. God, was it a traveler? Really? Like a forum or something? A bulletin board system? Never mind. It's I'm like sorry. it's like a. It was like. Thanks for making me feel. Like <laughs> it looks. <laughs> thank you. This is back when it was the ARPNET. It's actually Kidding. before that. We we, we not, civilians weren't allowed on the internet back then. Oh, I know. We would you would there, some guy would have a computer. Mm-hmm. Usually it was a CPM. Is that the operating system they used to oh, use? Very, I was very, usually on Atari. But you, and they would do it. I don't think Atari's would run. But they had, they would have a computer like they set up somewhere connected to a phone line. And all of the, these directories of people who ran BBSs were all, all over the place, and you'd find phone numbers, and you'd dial the number, you'd log in and make a username and password, mm-hmm. and then there were... There like, would be discussion areas. Like topics. Like, and, and might be... God, there would be games. I'm they totally, were like ASCII text games. I'm totally flashing back. And this, this is, is like, something. at like 1200 baud, your screen is loading like this fast. Right. I mean, that's how fast the text is appearing on your so it screen. It looks like Undertale. I don't know what Undertale okay, is. Never mind. There was something that it's really super slow. But I but I ran a Traveler game on one. It only ran for a couple weeks. We're so old. But but it was. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. And and Tim's run a few. And the the some of the things that stick out to me is combat's death. I mean, mm-hmm. combat's gonna. No, that's that's, that, that's why I think Tim runs vampire games because there's usually not a lot of combat in vampire games anyway. There's a lot of well, you're already dead, so right. And there's but it's it's, it's all mac, it's all machinations <laughs> and it's all plots and right. alliances and such, which is in, in almost all games unregulated. You just sit and you discuss and figure out what you're going to do. And if you want to try to apply something, you have the, then then you need to have the GM intervene and say, okay, you need to make this role. And then you have to make this resistance or whatever, and to be like everyone trying to dominate someone or something like that. Huh? <laughs> you don't have the you're talking to my experience points problem in Vampire that you would have in most games. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's kind of I think that's the sort of game that's going to lend itself to a play by post thing. Generally speaking, yeah. it's going to be a lot of role play between players back and forth, either through chat or on, you know, in their own threads and stuff like that. I would think, but I, but I got maybe, nothing. But I'll have Tim. But is he is he still in the chat? Yeah. Okay. That's your job. He's really. Oh, he's on next week. He's on the night. On the night. Okay. He just signed up. So that'll that'll be our thing. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But um, as far as system, the, the the amount of the GURP system you're going to use for the most part is going to be very small. Yeah. So. You just need an agreed upon rule system, so you're just not making stuff up, so your players don't call yeah, bullshit. Exactly. That's really you just need a randomizer, mm-hmm. and you need to like all agree that this is the system you're going to be using. But I, I would suggest either have people use random number generator, mm-hmm. or or have them pre-roll a bunch of numbers and put it in their signature or something like that. That you can go in and you can go on and say random number generators aren't great, but they're good enough for yeah. what you're doing. They're good but enough. But you need you want them all pre-rolled so the GM can come in and say, okay, in this situation, yeah. yeah. Uh, you like if someone's trying to convince someone of something, and you're going to be using social skills for it. You're gonna, you, you would roll this, and they did tick off that last number, and and you could pre-roll it. But I, I like I said, I but think you know a random the number whole point is, is the whole point is you don't want to have to wait for the players' you know, well, that's feedback okay. necessarily. If they've stated what they want to do, right, and it just needs adjudication, the GM can go in and say, okay, if they walk into a room and you know that you know there's a secret door there somewhere, so you don't have to have everybody roll perception. You go, uh, all right, you spot something on the corner, right? right. All of a sudden, the game's moved forward. Exactly, and you take it off. Got all it. right, all right, but yeah. 
Is he Thanks another dead horse for the glue factory? Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. Another I know take- how you guys feel. One of the teachers today at school was like, "Who's new kids in the block?" And so I felt like that. That's how I felt today. So. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome to old age. I was like, <gasps> "That's so awesome." Oh. You've just taken a step into a much larger world. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for that. Thank you. The, uh, Thanks for that. That makes me feel good. I'm trying to think what... what I'm going to put moisturizer on my face immediately. The new... What's what do you get called ma'am? What's the new... Uh, <laughs> okay. Has everybody done that yet? Daughter. No, of course they have. All people do that. Listen, ma'am. I'm the boss at school. Everybody calls me ma'am. And I'm just like, could you not do that, please? Ma'am. Can you I not? I call my daughter uh, Well, ma'am. actually, ma'am. I just... <laughs> I know. I well, know. It's annoying. It's supposed to be respectful, and I appreciate that. So I don't is. actually correct them, but I'm just like, every time they do it, I die a little inside. And then I put more moisturizer on my face to get rid of the wrinkles. <laughs> and I put my hair up because then it pulls it tight, and then you can't see any wrinkles. You get, a, get the, the some really work tight done. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. I look surprised all the time. You're going to look, okay. look like Alex from uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, no! Not bloody Ludwig! No! It isn't that! <laughs> it, was, it was Brazil. It was Brazil with his mom, right? Who had oh, the, yeah. Right? And they just sort of pinned it all back, right? Her skew, like, pulled her skew. Well, they have things you back. can buy to, that you put between your, behind your ears and you pull. Right. And it straps and then you let your hair down and nobody can see it. It doesn't actually work, I don't think. Well, of course not. <laughs> But on late night TV, it's the, well, I don't have normal TV anymore. But it used to be on normal TV when I saw right. it at night. It's like magnet bracelets. Yeah. See, right. now you're old. On normal TV, the people are like, Miss Kimmy, there's normal. What's a normal TV? Dude, dude, is it on the computer? Yeah, it's uh, that's a uh, time marches. I met the next generation, Stu, and it's not us. <laughs> Thank God. I know. <laughs> I'm just glad to have survived this long. Right. <laughs> Another take on fact sheets and or fact sheets from Kevin at, uh, at Jack Monkey Games. Who isn't ready yet? Good day. Oh, it's it. me. It's my turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Good day, happy jackers. Oh, God. <sighs> I'm a middle-aged man. You can't speak that loud around me. Long-time listener. First time. You get the idea. Yeah. I wanted to put my two cents in about fact sheets. I think the key in using a fact sheet is to have the proper expectation about how and when the players might use them. For my Homeworlds campaign, Homebrew I have been running for 20 years. Holy metric. 20 years. Wow. Uh, There's too much info to soak in, so I use a fact in a few ways. First, I only put in common knowledge on this sheet. Short bullet points by topic with no more than 10 points per topic. As an example, planet Warmed. Entire planet is frozen tundra. When walking through the streets, expect random muggings. The doctor's offices have coin-operated stasis chairs in the waiting room that tend to run out of time often. (laughs) That's That's really scary. Yeah. (laughs) Population, 90% human, 6% Gadar, 3% 3% felonous and 1% Ilome? 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 Yome! Yome! In home? It could uh, be two L's. It could be, could be Yome! It could be. <laughs> <laughs> Tech, boring info here. More boring info here. Why are you still reading this info here? 
Why, Why problem, problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? You know what though? Bullet points. That was actually going to be one of my tips. Like when we didn't have one, which is a great way to organize your information. Don't sit around and write novels because I do. Write your novel and then put a bullet point in, and yeah. it, will, it will spark that novel that you wrote. You're like, oh yeah, I have 30 pages of this. Right, entire planet's frozen tundra, and I remember now. Oh right, thank you. Right, and th- yeah, th- it's it, if you're going to convey information to the players, that the best way to do it is is in concise little nuggets. Uh, when I, I write speeches now, I just have bullet points that I hit, and I just sort of yeah. It, it well, makes it so much easier. You're not really supposed to write out the, the text of your speech. Some people Well, if do. you use a teleprompters, you are. Yeah. My fellow Americans. Bob Hope. Bob Hope. Just like all of them. I gotta tell ya. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, boy, that man can deliver jokes. <laughs> Second, I make it clear to the players that it's not required reading. However, I have hidden a few hints within the fact that may apply to their characters. Lastly, I run a PowerPoint slideshow on loop behind me with the images to set the mood. I freaking love this idea. Oh, no, this is a great idea. This is like like watching the news, right? And they just have, like, the the, the little crawl underneath and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, Commonly used rules such as how to spend XP and what to do with fate points intermixed within that slideshow as the fact one item per slide. I even put in news reports. You can put subliminals in there, too. Right. Um, Flash. <laughs> Buy popcorn. <laughs> I remember as a kid watching... Remember when the movies would come by and they always had like five, four, three, and there was one that was like a topless chick. Like, it was like one frame. And... Because kids are like, you know... And they're like... <gasps> and I, I don't think we ever saw that movie again because it was like... They would just someone throw stuff in there. Yeah, that's someone a, snuck a, it in. The Fight Club. Yes, the other that one. same thing. Sorry, carry on. Topless girls, I just, I can't help myself. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> there's a support group. <laughs> I even put in news reports that are either related to a previous session or a future plot hook. Oh yeah. Because the slideshow is always running, I never ask the players to watch it, but they do. Do yes. The information is not so they may bask in my GM world building glory. Uh-huh. Oh. Thank you for the telling music. Prom, and prom, prom, prom. But more of a plot crowbar in the hands of the players. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the, and the, when like if you're doing a combat and someone's it's not their turn, they kind of zone out and they start watching. Wait a minute. Wait a moment. It just says that on this right exactly. I could I can totally see how. And if it's behind oh, yeah. you, you're backlit, so it's almost like you have a halo. You have a halo. <laughs> The godlike GM power. See, and that's why I make the player mad. So when the guy comes, they're like, oh, wait a moment. We have a gang up rule. I didn't even notice that until I passed out on it. Yeah. Actually, the surest way to teach players um, a rule, you know, a rule like that, use it against Use it them. against them. Oh, yeah. All right. All the kobolds, all 30 of them gang up on you. They can do that. Well, yeah, it's right here on your player mat. <laughs> so we've got to move your beer. Oh, damn it. P.S. Drink. Yay! Uh, percentile dice based games from Yorn. He starts out with the stork tracked comment. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin Mason. Uh, OMG, this has got to happen. Sheer genius. Just a short comment on the issue of aged systems with percentile rolls. Up here in Scandinavia, uh, they're still going strong. Only last year, uh, two new 
basic role-playing based games. Is that right? BRP? Yeah. Basic role-playing based games came out, and this year an old one is being reprinted. They're selling like hotcakes, although I'm not personally that excited about the basic role-playing. I'm now a year into Viking-themed fantasy campaign, Woo-hoo! which is actually inspired by your L5R actual plays Yay! that use a very refined version of Vapor. You know what? I'm going to give you a big applause for that. Awesome. Being, uh, you know, of Swedish descent, and there's nothing better than a really good Viking game anyway. Appreciate like, your brother. You've run a couple. Yeah, and, I, and my family's from Denmark. There we go. I have two words for you. Eric Northman. All right, done. All right. Thanks again for being awesome. And yes, I'm very much looking forward to the continuation of the L5R story. Much love, your faithful ice hobbit, Jorn Jorns. Jorn Jorns. Um, I bought. There's a. There's a. I bought the game. There's somebody on our forums. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to say his name. I I think I know who it is. But he. uh, He was preaching it, and I bought it. And I was supposed to get the hard copy. I don't think I ever did. But it's a Scandinavian game. I think that came out in Sweden. I like the artwork, and I actually kind of like the the premise of it. It's very Scandinavian. It's trolls. It's Scandinavian mythology, and which is always fun. You can't really go wrong. And look, uh, the advent of Vikings. Vikings. Okay. I don't know if you know. There's this show called Vikings that's on the History Channel. History Channel is now making fiction. I have no idea what you're talking about. They're supposedly. I don't want to do my hair like that every single day. I do not want to become a shield maiden just because of that show. And uh, it's really cool because the women are like best dressed in chainmail and everything as well, and they're actually like, actually like involved in political decisions. It's a okay, really cool. The show. most badass character on the show is female. Right. She would are totally. She would totally Vikings. kick Ragnar's ass yeah. up one. Oh my side god, that's such a fantastic right. show. Yeah. Okay, so Vikings as long as is on a big. Like the Viking being mixed with like. Your mic's not on. Oh, darn it! As long as you can get past, like I'm loud enough, it doesn't matter. But as long as you can get past, like the the rock star motif that they at the beginning they kind of. I was watching it the first couple episodes. I'm like, why does everybody have eyeliner? It kind of is. Everybody has like perfectly rock star hair. I don't know. They're all tatted up, and they're all kind of. And then it gets better. Yeah. They they start, but just get past that. Get Uh, past that. It's it just becomes fantastic. So good. So there's a big upswing in Viking mythology and Norse Norseology. I'm going to make that a word. It's a word now. Interest in Nordic things. Yes, that's happening. Does that mean Vatarang is going to be? That might, actually, that might actually be a very pro, not a profound statement, considering everything that's happening in America right now. But there's big an interesting uh, interest in Norse stuff these days. And as the Vikings, there should be. My my sister, who's not that geeky, like dressed up as one of the Viking people from the Viking. Oh my show god, the she'd other be day. so amazing. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. and she's, she's not like, like a cosplayer, but she loves the right? show. Yeah, but she's big, tall, blonde, stunning. Yes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, the thing is, yeah, we I get this, liking this. Yeah, uh, and I actually like that the L5R actual plays inspired you. That's cool. That's Stu. That's all Stu. I, that's the next game I'm gonna run. The next game I start is gonna be L5R. He <laughs> says. He says I'm very much looking forward to the continuation of the L5R story. Yeah. I don't know when, but that Kimmy's already. Dancing. I've got. I've got my L5R rulebook out. I'm like, how do you know? I don't we're remember inviting how Kimmy. to run this game. <laughs> we may not be Page invited. One. Yeah. Um, the commie. I, no, I have, I have, that's why I run everything because then I get invited <laughs> to everything. This is my plan. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm glad that that they dig on on BRP and, and percentile based systems. I have some news for people who don't. Everything we do is percentile based. Doesn't matter what dice you're rolling. Well, yes, everything is percentile based yes. because everything is a probability. Yes. 
Now, but when you're using it, when you have a bell curve, I was told it alters the probability. I was told there would yes. be but no it's math. Still, it's still a percentile. It's still a percentage chance of success. It is, but the, but 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 it weights it weights differently. That's exactly. Whereas BRP, a, a stands is flat. A, is a percent a game where you're rolling two d tens to generate a percentile, or some variation on that is a linear curve. Right. Um, or, or not a curve at all. Or not a curve at all. The line. Um, it alters the probability, but everything is still a perc- is still a percentage Absol- chance absolutely. of success. Absolutely, these things really break down. Though for me, was when you start quantifying, yeah, quantifying your skills. Mm-hmm. You know what? Because you get X amount of XP, and then you have to put three here and eight. You know there, what? I would suge- I would suggest for for people who don't like flat. I, I came up with this idea. Let me know what you think of this. For flat probabilities, D twenty percent all dice. Percentiles. Yeah. Roll three pairs of them. If you get okay, so well, let's say D. Let's why say, Stu? Let's, let's use D twenty as an example, okay. And and the reason for this is you Here, get show us. you get way you get way too many critical failures. You get way too many critical successes because it happens on every every like five percent, right? Yeah, and that's that's it, it, just too high. So he's prepped for his hero game. Look at this. It's I, I picked it's this all, thing up to like five percent dice. It's, it's all these. It's all these six. It's an entire bag. I've only got two here. But let's <laughs> let's say okay. Uh, I need a fifteen or higher to, to hit. So I roll. I roll them. I rolled three of them. Two of them I hit it. One of them I didn't. So that would be a normal success, or or however you want to do it. But however many succeed or fail. Would shade the success or failure. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. You're almost creating a dice pool. Yeah. And well, you are creating a dice pool. You are creating a dice pool, and um, that and and that would I think would you are unflatten right. You are in effect applying advantage and or disadvantage to every every die roll. Kind it's like of. A, it's like a banner boon. Kind of, but but, but all three the dice. Math are is gonna, different, but that's the that's the essence of what all you're three doing. dice are going to bear on whether you succeed or not, yeah. or it could be two. You could make it with two. If you get one success and one failure, it's a normal success. If you get two successes, it's a better success. If you get a success and a twenty, maybe that means something. Or if you get two failures, you've completely failed. But you, you see what I'm saying? It's a percentile anymore, though, Stuart. Well, if, it's not one to no, if it was, if, it, if you did it with percentile dice, you'd have to roll like two or three you're, pairs of percentile dice. Wait, what you're doing is you're weighting exactly the 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 curve in the middle. Yeah, is what you're doing. You're essentially exactly, it, it, and and I don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with that. I also don't think there's anything intrinsically wrong with a linear with a linear curve. It's just it's just a linear curve just really hangs you out to dry. It can. It absolutely can. Traveler. Because every uh, every every number has exactly the same chance of, of, of coming up. Of every number. Right. Whereas if you're rolling three sets of them, there's more of a chance that you're going to get... In the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the middle. Um, this is one of the reasons why I actually like dice pool games. I and it's love really hard dice to calculate pool. probabilities in dice it's, pool games. It's much you're really good more difficult. Um, <laughs> Um, card counters. I'm I'm working yes. on a on a game mechanic where it is a dice pool bid game. How so? You have a pool of dice mm-hmm. at the beginning of an encounter. For anything that happens in that game in that encounter, you bid dice from your pool. Okay. Say I have ten dice mm-hmm. in my pool. Doesn't matter what what kind they are, whatever. Um, I'm going and say I have I have a goblin. Right. I have a goblin in front of me. I have some dice. Okay, and 
And um, I have some dice. And maybe I don't touch and, my dice. And maybe <laughs> I know that. I've got to buy new ones. And maybe I know that the goblin is not real strong. So I'm only going to bid two dice. Okay. Okay. Oh no, I'm I'm against you. So you're the goblin. You're I'm the, goblin, the goblin. And you may maybe only have five dice I in have your pool five for the dice. entire encounter. Yes. Yes. Okay. So how, so you have how many you're going to bid on this thing? You're not going to roll all five nope. of them. You're going to bid. Okay. And then you roll and um, success. You know, you have successes or whatever. And then it's it's a bid, roll and keep. So uh, your attributes are how many you keep out of your bid. Okay, so maybe I keep one. So I'm going to put one back in my pool after the roll. It's it's still I'm still working out the details, right. and it's a little difficult to explain in two minutes. But right. but now um, you've spilled it out over the airways into people's houses, and they're all going to take it. That's okay. All right, right. Thank you very much, Jordan. It's a cool idea. Yog Yog hands, and it gives me a chance to touch more of Stu's dice. <laughs> you fucker. At least he didn't rub him on his balls. I forgot about that. Part. That actually makes them roll better. <laughs> <laughs> it so. also makes other people not want to have anything to do with them. I think it's the nut sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Jackson would like to apologize to all the female listeners and Kimmy uh, for this no, particular she's a, episode. She's listening to us. Yeah. She's a, a female listener and host. Yes. We're all listeners here. I totally listen every to every episode all the time. I listen every. You listen to the ones you're on. Yeah. Because you're here. Because I'm here. <laughs> she couldn't get away. I actually check now when I'm not here for the stream quality. Make sure you do the titles right. Ooh, the looks. We're getting the squinty looks from. Well, I only know. I don't know how to change a YouTube title. I only know how to change a Twitch title. Story of Triumph. That would explain the things that I've been seeing in my Twitter feed, where yeah. it says. Um, you know, th- we're doing a thing. It was like, but that thing was that last was week. Right. weeks ago. Yes, yeah. that's why. <laughs> Story of triumph and a request for advice from a southern jail from Texas. It takes. Is that not... How to do charados. Do charados. <laughs> I wanted to write y'all to share a story of my group triumphant escape from the horrible GM and get some advice on conveying overwhelming odds to my players. First, the story of triumph. Yes! I am fairly new to tabletop gaming. Welcome. I have been searching for a group for several years and finally found one that fit me three years ago playing Star Wars D20 based on 3.5. And three years is a long run. Good for you. For the first few months, the honeymoon stage, (laughs) I was just happy to be playing. But as time progressed, myself and the rest of the group started picking up on some annoying quirks of our GM. Hindsight being twenty twenty, <laughs> I now know that those quirks were some of the biggest sins of GMing. Mm. For example, example, he always had a super powerful GMPC oh. with the party. He would take abilities away from players when they didn't fit his narrative. He started dating one of the players, and her PC became the absolute center of every plot and got new powers. He made a, he made us buy him food, and no PC, no matter the encounter, could die. And it's Andrea the Indestructible, right? It was in the, it's, in that, it's in that book, uh, Elvin G. and the Growing Up Strange, or something. He talks, oh, about, right, how, yeah. he talks about how the, yeah, somebody started dating, and they called her, I think it was Andrea the, un, in, the, yeah. the Indestructible, Andrea the Undying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
The final straw came about nine months into the campaign. When she gave birth, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nine months into the campaign. I was playing a noble that was essentially the face and financier of the party. He decided that my noble family cut me off, removed, removing my use of resources and any oh. ties I had with contacts of my family. I'm sorry, you were actually being too much fun. You were actually being too successful in my game. You're cut off. Yeah, that sucks when the GM kills all the stuff that you spent right? points on for. Yeah, blows up your building. Well, that was your of your own making. Uh-huh. Spoilers. Nothing. Yes, spoilers. Go. Keep reading. I haven't even given you a cost for that yet. I was actually going to dock you a, a, a wealth point to b- buy it, build a new building. That's how do you live? That is expensive. That's what you get for going a priest. Those. <laughs> I'm actually been a very nice vampire up to this point, just for the most part. Um, you guys are much nicer oh, yeah. in your vampire yeah. game <laughs> than we were in yeah. our any vampire other vampire game. game. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching True Blood again, like the last couple weeks, and I'm just like, God, we're the nicest vampires ever. ever. That's right. That, that's not our source material. No, our, I source, know it's not. our source material is what we do in Shadows. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> still just kinda like, we're more underworld vampires than we are. Vampires like, are awful. We're like superheroes with. Would you like some basquetti? <laughs> Yeah. Have you seen that yet? No. Oh my oh god, my you god. have to see that movie. It is so funny. Don't tell me what I gotta see. I don't want, I'll see when I want to see it. You have to no, see I'm it. I'm not gonna you see it. You will see it. Don't tell me what to do. do tell me to have a good day. What are you Americans doing? <laughs> have a good day. No, don't tell me what kind of day to have. <laughs> I'm gonna have whatever right. kind of day I want. Continue with the email. Continue. Bastard. Have you seen Flight of the Conquered? <laughs> oh god, yes. <laughs> Maybe. I think it was drunk at the time. Can we move oh, yeah. on? Okay, never mind. But you should be. <laughs> it's the same people I know. So he lost his contacts and his resources. Those were my only two in-game mechanics, so my player character, he means, basically became useless. I know how that feels. We embarked on a quest to reclaim my status, but were quickly informed that no matter what, I would not be getting those mechanics back. Really? Wow. What a dickhead. Yeah. Jesus. My poor noble, in his grief of losing his status... Plunged his vibro rapier, oh my, my. into his chest, not where I was expecting. Mm. So, as. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in the email? (laughs) No, 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 it was not. (laughs) Into his chest, so as not as to no longer have to endure the dishonorable life. His super powerful GMPC resurrected me. I appealed to his non existent humanity to let me roll. A new PC, but to no avail. No, you get to play the character who had all of his usefulness taken away. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I he had to that. play. <laughs> I had to play the useless noble, or not play. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, not Blackleaf. Uh, shortly oh. after, then you have to leave the game. You have to leave the game if you want the real power. <laughs> Shortly after, I organized the mutiny that brought us to our current group and even found us an experienced GM to run games for us. <clears throat> and we have been going strong for over two years now. All right, just as a, do you guys feel like like a bunch of war veterans that just you know, got PTS and such? And yeah. you're like, you're like, find this GM, you're like, oh my God, it's so warm and fuzzy in here. Oh, thank God. If we get loot, we get experience. Do oh you, my God. Do you, do you hold on to your GM at the end of sessions? Oh, you hug. <laughs> You just I mean, chain him to the table. This <laughs> totally seems like a complete and total turnaround here. I mean, that's that's a you went from the worst possible situation to 
a good one. Now to my question. I have been taking my turn GMing 5th edition D&D over the past few months. Yes! Step up! up. Well done. And it is going fantastically so far. Fantastically so far. Don't correct him. Everyone seems to love the campaign and keeps asking for more. That's always a good sign. Yep. The problem I'm having as a GM is conveying the feeling of overwhelming odds to key them in that maybe they should choose flight over fight. Mm. But being the murder hobos they are, they always choose fight. All players do. As they will. At second level, they took on a goblin encampment with over 100 goblins in it, and only lost one PC. They did it pretty. They did it. Pre- did it in a pretty fantastic way by using the old "make them think there are two hundred of us" tactics. So it worked. But how do I get them to realize that their fourth level PCs will not defeat the Draco Lich or the twentieth level Drow Matron Mother or anything else that would TPK them in a single round? How do I make them make that enemy stand out as the one you don't want to f with? Yet, thanks, Southern Gent in Texas. Okie dokie. I think. First off, I think this is a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. And the reason I think this is a good problem to have is that this is indicating that the players trust you as a GM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they are, perhaps mistakenly, thinking anything you put up to fight us... Is designed for us to fight. Is Exactly. They're right. also enthusiastic. Um, go ahead. I, I have a couple of ideas. on. on I, I don't know if they exist in 5th edition. But I feel like you should start for one. I think you yeah. should go first. Okay, we right. always start. I was thinking, if you want to have them come up with a super powerful... First off, it's hard to kill characters in 5th edition. Okay. You have to make all those death rolls, right? You do. Annoying you can death rolls. and nothing happens. Are, really? there, are there still super powerful characters that have, like... What do they call them? Uh, auras? Uh, damage wielding auras in fifth edition. There were in fourth. I don't know if there I are in fifth. The chat know. room might tell us if they're paying enough attention. I'll let you know. If there aren't, make one that does. How's that? And g- have something that deals damage just by being near it. Like uh, what's the d- big demon lord? What the fuck's his name? That one demon. Orcus. Orcus. Yeah. Orcus. Oh. Orcus. It's making Asmodeus, but go he, ahead. Just, uh, just being around him, being within like 50 feet of that him. Fear, fear, of fear, yeah. X amount of damage per turn. Right. And that you don't have to kill the characters. No. And, and it's easy. Probably to, shouldn't. It's easy to get hit points back in 5th in edition. I mean, or in all D&D, it's easy to get hit points back. But he can just, just being in the presence of someone that's that powerful that actually just damages them by being around them. All right, so now they're all down. What do you do? Just walk away. Then they'll be like, "Holy shit! That was that my, thing killed us, and you didn't even hit well, us." Well, that was my that was my thought. My thought was to have one of these people because how many times do you read a book where the villain shows up early on and he like par- paralyzes them and he gloats and says, "I'm not going to kill you now. It will be so much more satisfying later on well, when I, you're I'm, higher level." Here, and then wanders off. Here's the thing I'm thinking of: is the uh, I just I finally finished. The Dresden Files series for the second time. And Vatarang, Vatarung, who is uh, a Norse god, I won't say which one, um, is talking to Harry, and he's like, he says, you're going to be going up against stuff that's like way stronger than you've ever dealt with. I'm like, well, like, what do you mean? And all of a sudden, he just kind of looks at him, and Harry just kind of goes, 
and gets crushed onto the ground by pure will. And he leaves him there for a little bit, and then he wills to let him stand up again. And he's like, oh, shit, what was that? It's like, yeah, you're, that's the weight class. You're, you're hopelessly with outclassed. Right. And, and if you can convey that, you can also convey it with NPCs. Mm-hmm. Have them, have NPCs. This, this, this is more of a long game thing. Yeah. And it's tough to do long game stuff. I'm going to talk about that one of these days. Have them pull a Coulson? Yes, exactly. Or, or, or actually, kind of a Coulson, maybe. Because establish an NPC as being as good as they are, mm-hmm. and then have them show up, oh, look, he's dead. Even better? Mm-hmm. Establish them as an NPC that is as capable as they are, and they like him. This is an important mm-hmm. point. They need to like him. Mm-hmm. And then kill him in, in a grisly fashion right in front of them. Sure. Dun, dun, dun. I always and, wondered what that did. And don't, and not, you know, don't, don't, Pull back. Don't right. hold. Don't don't hold back. Don't sugarcoat it. Dead. Right. Um, that gives them. It's like, okay, here's the guy. He just killed this guy that you know is, is just as good as you are, and now he's turning toward you. Are you gonna stay there, or are you going to run? And and here's the thing. Okay, in that moment, GM, you have to make a choice. Am I going to make good on the promise I just made? Right. And you have to. Yeah. You have to make good on that promise. If they go, if they go murder hobo, and they jump on the, and they jump on him, you kill them. Mm-hmm. You kill them. And here's why. Okay, you may end that campaign. You, you may all those characters may be dead, and you may have to re- go back and everybody make new characters and recycle. You will. You have just made smarter players. Mm-hmm. I'm. I. I would go sort of killing your players. I think that. The, I, the I whole, would go short of killing the players. Too. I don't think you should kill the players. I would kill the characters. I really, I really don't think you should really? kill your players. I don't know if the traveler game. Kill, I don't know. You, and they got to dispose bodies. You got to fight them. But uh, all the blue tarps. It's just it's, it's more work than you really want to know. Yeah, got so to You got to invest in acid. Uh, yeah. So much paperwork. I I really think that the whole villain is humiliating you thing because now they have something to work for now they absolutely hate this guy and you've done this before mm-hmm. uh, with an inconsequential character that became their entire sole focus and if, if he's just too busy to defeat them at the time that they try to kill him or he even says you guys just aren't worthy it's, I'm reminded of the Guardians of the Galaxy where he summons Ronan the Accuser and he just knocks him around and he realizes that he's hopelessly what do they say in Avengers? Hopelessly, laughably outclassed. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you don't necessarily have to kill them dead, dead, dead. Humiliate them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> let it play out how it's going to play out. And if and when he drops them... And he will. And he will. You know, maybe then, maybe then he does exactly what Stork says. Is, well, you know, that was no... That was, you know... Come back when you got something. Today, you have learned a lesson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would stay here and crush you normally, but I've got realms to crush, and you are completely inconsequential. I don't even it remember It might even you. be better to go to, to do something like, he, start, he like starts to, to say something, goes, never mind, and walks away. Just opens up a gate and disappears, and now they're all <laughs> down to one hit point, and they will remember that moment forever and work towards it. But that... 
the, sort of killing off all of them? The, the, mm. the bottom line is you have to show them that shit gets real. Yeah. I might even say and, I might even say something like he has a sphere's destruction. You guys are all down to one hit point. I'm I'm massaging the rules at this point, gentlemen. You know this, right? You, 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 you are down to one hit Go point. Back to the everyone. Narrative. He just walks away. He, he just, just walks away. Now you're no longer in his yeah. sphere. Yep. So. You're no longer. On yep. his radar. Yep. So off he goes to go do go. Everybody's down maybe, to one hit point. Maybe he never even acknowledges that you're there. There. Right. You just come up to approach him, and especially if they're low level characters, and he's doing whoever knows how much just with his aura. Mm-hmm. You're just dropping before you even get close to yeah. him, and he doesn't even turn around to notice you. And they're all going to call. <laughs> they're all going to cry bullshit. And they're all going to see what spell that is, and you're just going to say. It's my game. It's Sphere of Annihilation, but yeah. it's my game, and mm-hmm. you're lucky you're not all dead. No, Sphere of Annihilation is the thing <laughs> that you just, you jump, all the players jump into and disappear. That, yeah. Sphere of Annihilation is the thing from just two, randomly two goes to horrors. Two of horrors. Yeah. But the, the thing, the, the <laughs> that was in the mouth of the one. Yes. The, spoilers. The, the, demon, the, the devil mouth. The, 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 the meat of this is you have to demonstrate to them mm-hmm. that pain is real. Mm-hmm. And that you will make good on that promise. Right. And, you know, pain is the ultimate teacher. It is. I will offend you. And I don't necessarily mean physical pain. Mm -hmm. Right. But who among us has not learned the most from suffering? Well, sure. Yeah. For studying. And yet, we still want to get married. (laughs) Hey. Where's going to be wonderful? Um, uh, <laughs> Stu found it funny. <laughs> it is. It's funny because it's true. Oh right. Okay. See. See oh this. See this. I have hope alive. This half of the table. Marriage can be amazing. You know. Shut up. Stop laughing. You really destroyed him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Is that the last email? That's it. That's we're done. Nice. Right. Oh, we're we should done. just end it on Game that. Over. Game over. Game <laughs> over. <laughs> I don't know if we keeping score, man. So we're back again next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, no gaming this weekend. Uh, closing game of the Star Wars will be it Tuesday. Got, it got canceled? Wasn't there, uh, wasn't there an Ashes no. of Exodus? There was only three players. Oh, all right. And, and then someone else had to go because their kids were sick. Got there. Yeah. So Tuesday. Tuesday. And then next Friday again for the podcast. Yep. And then the eleventh um, on Sunday, we are doing our Mode of Sin game yes. again. So, as always, check the stream happyjacks.org. Happyjacks dot org. Too many things. Happyjacks.org. Yeah, and there's the schedule. And tune in live to the Tuesday game because it the is the schedule. It's the ending schedule. of the game. Yes. What? It, the ending. The Tuesday game. Is yeah. The Star Wars I game. haven't put the last session up yet, though. It'll probably go up this week. All right. Well. I'm just saying. I mean, but it might it'll be go up. It'll go up the day after the. Last I'll come over Wednesday and hide the bodies. We've often been asked how you kill <laughs> off PCs. Uh, oh, in tra- in in Star Wars, it's even harder. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's really hard to kill characters. This is gonna be, this, this is gonna be the last you game know, session until the ending of the game. It's not hard to scare them though. No. It's not hard to scare them. Just have them go into an ancient temple, or, or chase the the small force sensitive child into the ancient temple and find him then holding a red lightsaber. Right. Oh yeah. That, that'll that'll get their attention. Oh, they spark it. You can scare them. Others all you them. have to do is <clears throat> risk taking all of their stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, 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 okay, no. That's they'll, because they'll spend episodes shopping for more. 
But they don't have an unending supply of cash. Ah. <laughs> they have a lot of it, but they don't have that much. Unending. All right. Okay, that's it. All right. Uh, yeah, next Friday, happytech.org slash live. Thank yep. you very much. Uh, go check out the forums. Uh, the people are, uh, people have posted the beginnings of what might be a secret Santa exchange. So if you want to go to happyjacks.org, um, there is like a secret Santa exchange starting is it, to percolate is there. Is it happyjacks.org slash forum? Uh, well, you can go there and then there's a button at the top that says forum. Click on that. Um, that is where the forum is. Yes, so happyjacks.org happy, slash forum. Yes. All things can be found at happyjacks.org. Org. Everything. For the most part. You can get there from there. Yes. Everything that matters. Anyway. It's a crossroads. All the things that are important in life. Including self-actualization. It turns out. Yes. There's a link. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. We'll see you guys next week. We're Thank you for joining us for season 18, episode 7 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Sue. My name is Kimmy. This podcaster holds the door. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> <laughs> I totally hit the button early, sorry guys, for the, the logo and then back to us. Thank you very much. See you next week, <laughs> next Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific time. live. We'll leave you with a song.